This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. Here's in the Lot is partnered with the Hockey Podcast Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Beers in the Lot. Before we get going, let me just remind you about our shop at beersinthelot.com slash shop. That's where you can get t-shirts and other merchandise with Beers in the Lot logos on it. Also, check out beersinthelot.com for anything else you might be curious about about this podcast. And be sure to join the Discord at beersinthelot.com slash Discord. So, for episode 174, the guys and I talked about the old fat bald guys hockey league season... 274 championship game which happened over the weekend we also gave our thoughts on the coaching situation in pittsburgh and we talked a bit about some of the recent rises in dangerous play in the nhl so here we go let's crack the beers delightful aroma what are you drinking this evening aaron i have leftover from my belgian pack a lefe blonde Hmm. no stella's this week I think it's actually made by the same brewing company. But Probably. <laughs> it was all they were all in the same pack. This is the last one. But it's not bad. What you got tonight, Daniel? I need some uh refreshments, so tonight I have a Coors Light. Ah yes. Cold as the Rockies. You should chuck some electrolytes in there, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey Johnny, what do you have tonight? Such a natural transition. Jeez, throwing me <laughs> off here. Uh, I from Trogues, our friends up north, uh, the gingerbread cookie stout. Hmm. So that sounds good. Nice hearty beer for a freezing cold night in Maryland. Riggs, what do you have this evening? I have from Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop IPA. Ooh, I've had so, one of those. Yes, so you good. have. <laughs> Celebration Ale. I love yeah. those this time of year. Yep. Perfect for this time of year. Time to celebrate. That's right. It's a celebration. (laughs) (laughs) So, another season of old fat bald guys hockey has come to pass. Championship game last night, and none of us are champions. (laughs) 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 That's how it goes. You can't win them all, man. You can't. I mean, I had up until this point. Last night, my streak went by the boards. Uh, streak is broken. Streak. Every Look at him, Eric. He's game. already thrown his teammates under the bus. <laughs> not even a full, hey, not even a full no, 24 hours. He's come already... On. No, I've, I'm a winner. I've, I've won, yeah. <laughs> you guys lost. I was just... Yeah, so you guys lost. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, 14 trips to championships game. I'm 13 and 1. <laughs> Nothing lasts forever. I'll start a new streak. Every streak has to has to end at some point, right? I'll start a new one. I mean, I guess you started your losing streak. Yeah, I started a losing streak. <laughs> <laughs> Every streak starts with one. Right? <laughs> Danny, Danny, well, the nice thing is your losing streak ended because we don't play next week. So, like, you're fine, too. Oh. You're fine, yep. too. <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. That was too easy. no it was good it was a good little season for ofbg Mm -hmm. so i think we have what one more week of pickup and then 
we get to do our annual uh holiday festivities holiday festivities and then yeah and probably a new season after after a week or so into january right yeah something like that give or take yeah so hell yeah good stuff congratulations to the winners of season 844 neat league dude so neat (laughs) the league was particularly neat (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but man so john uh what happened in the uh the islanders toronto game Oh, JT got his thousand point, and then they yeah. lost in overtime, which is kind of sick. Yeah, it's pretty fitting his, though. He got his I'm thousand. Glad. He got his thousandth point against the Lou Lamarillo experience. So great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only, I mean, I'm to not say saying that all night. <laughs> yeah, the Lou Lamarillo experience. I know. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny. I made the joke before you got on, Riggs. I was like, "Yeah, Lou Lamarillo operates like he's a 1920s businessman." Because he's 99 years old and he doesn't deal with anybody who doesn't shave. And Aaron's like, and Aaron goes, he's really 99? I was like, well, he's close. He's 81. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. 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 He well, acts he like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's probably like, you know, uh-huh, you see? Like, talks like one of those guys still behind closed doors. So. You see, I won't draft a kid unless he has a firm handshake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need to make sure he comes from good stock, you see? <laughs> yeah, like talking like something like that. Like, gosh. I really like Ugh. the cut of your jib. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, remember how we were talking? I sent that clip from, like, Hockey History Book or whatever. I was like the chirps back in like the 1920s it was a lot of, you probably heard like a lot of blockheads and macaroni ears lou still calls people blockheads and macaroni ears i'm sure guaranteed without a doubt um no nah, it's cool for jt like first overall draft pick thousand points thousand what'd you say john plus games. you said that's not normal behavior it's not normal <laughs> behavior if you kind of i mean like it's tough to play professional sports period but if you go back yeah. and I can think of quite a few number one overall draft picks. They haven't made it to a thousand games in the NHL and they didn't make it to a thousand points. Now, some of those guys had really good careers, but there's a longer list of those who didn't pan out to the overall kind of, you know, expectations of what you thought such and such player was going to do. And JT had a lot of hype. You know, he was an OHL exception getting into the league early, you know, one of those guys. So like the fact that, a guy like that panned out awesome for him. Like there's a lot of first overall draft picks. Like we were saying recently that just haven't panned out. Nail Yakupov, Alexander Digg, Alexander Digg. That's one. <laughs> yeah. Like Connor Bedard doesn't have a thousand points. Yeah, yeah, loser. Kovalchuk doesn't have a thousand. Does he? Kovalchuk doesn't have a thousand or a thousand games played. Didn't nope. have a thousand. Yeah. No. I mean, no. he also left for part of that, you know? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. uh, Oddly enough, you bring it up, a random crooked Lou Lamorello deal that was nixed by the <laughs> NHL, you know? So, uh, yeah, man, like, good good for him against the Islanders. I'm happy for Paul him. Chuck's a good good example, though, because everybody kind of thinks of him as being, like, a really good player, but he didn't get to a 1,000. I mean, like I said, he was out for a bit of that, but still, 1,000 points is nothing to sneeze at. Very good NHL player, though, Kovalchuk. They showed the bench uh, after JT got his thousandth, and the players were hitting the bench with the sticks while the arena was just a 
cacophony of booze. Oh yeah. But the players <laughs> yeah. were respecting the the pl- that JT got to a thousand because they know they know yeah, that that's a, that's, that's a really I like good that. Game, so yeah, yeah. Well, they, they said on the on the broadcast joking like oh a bunch of those Isler Islander teammates and I'm like only like three of them were there when JT was there for God's <laughs> sakes he didn't he didn't leave for Toronto last season like <laughs> yeah Daniel did you hear today uh I, I know the Penguins power play is somewhat of a joke and we continue to make fun of it Dubis had a press conference today and uh, apparently yeah. half of the half of the questions were like hey uh you gonna shit can Sully <laughs> and he reiterated like four times no Sully's safe. I think he's safe. The roster is not, I don't think. Who, who can you get that's better than Sullivan? Yeah. Nobody. No one that I'm aware of. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm sure there's a diamond in the rough that no one is aware that may be a better fit with that group, but like he's not on their radar, period. So it's not even worth it. No. I think it, I think it's roster construction and then also like kind of the sum of the pieces. Like on paper, it looks great. Dude, you know, in some areas, but we talk about this every fucking yeah. week. It's it's the end of the arc. Like, yeah, they're at the other. Like they started here and it went up here, and now it's way back down here. Like that's and then how you it start goes. a new arc, right? And that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a way honestly. It works. If I'm Sully, maybe I'm looking for a new job soon. Yes, like if the team's not going to win for him, he's got a record, and I don't know. If if I'm Sully, maybe he's looking for some place to go to himself rather or than Or maybe he can. wants to be around for that process. Maybe, maybe he wants he, to rebuild. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he wants to be a part of that. And that, you know, that could be a thing. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't shopping himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In terms of the coaching game, he's he's young. He's only fifty four, fifty five. So he's fine. And what's his win rate? His win rate is fantastic i think isn't it uh, pretty so. decent i believe i just don't kind of what eric was saying it's true like I, if you're gonna fire a coach unless it's a total dumpster fire like don't make a move to make a move and plus i don't think the penguins after signing him to like a two or three year extension they want to can him and he sits at home for a full two years before he takes his next job like why why would he do that then i don't think the Penguins nor Fenway Sports wants to do that at the moment. And, I mean, I'm sure some other team will swoop in. I mean, I'm sure there's a few teams, like if they heard Sully or maybe even a guy like John Cooper, that's the only other one that comes to mind immediately, where if those two guys got let go, you know, tomorrow, they would they would have a new job in area code by Friday. Those Those two coaches aren't going anywhere until the core players are gone, until they're gone and retired. Or unless something super crazy happens, like they start snatching phones and looking at pictures. That's yeah. the only way it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys don't do that stuff. Why they've I don't, had the success I don't. that they've had. But like the those those two guys, they're not going anywhere until like in Tampa, until Stamkos is done and Kucherov's done and Hedman is done and in Pittsburgh it's the big four the big three, right? Until they're done. Sully ain't going anywhere. That's how that oh, no. worked. He's part of that package. Speaking of speaking of Tampa, like Kucherov's flying completely under the radar, and that guy's having a monster season. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I feel like he never gets kind of like the the praise that some of the other Russian skaters get. He he might win the Rocky Richard this year. 
despite you know what's happening with Besser and Matthews right now. But oh yeah, Kucherov's shot rate per game is like insane right, now. and he's not he hasn't been known as a shooter in his career. He's been a setup guy, and now all of a sudden he's like, okay, I'm going to shoot the puck. So yeah, that's uh that's going to be dangerous the rest of the way. He plays with that nasty edge too. Like he oh yeah, I love that about like I'll never forget when. It was right before Tampa won the cup, and I know we were even joking about it. I think we had a podcast at the moment. I can't even remember. But, like, Panarin, when he was with Columbus, was going through the line. Like, you know he was saying some jag-off stuff to him, like, got you, bro, ha-ha, <laughs> like, going through the line. And Kucherov just, like, <laughs> plain-faced. He's like, I fucking hate you, dude. Like, get away from me. Like, and then the next year, you know, Tampa just went on that crazy run of going to three straight cups and Cooch was like front and center him and point really. But you know, Cooch, I mean, yeah, I think he's completely underrated for what he brings to the table. Well, and there's not a lot of expectations on that team this season either. Right. So there's, there's not a lot of attention there. They could, yeah. uh, if he keeps playing this that way and he, he keeps putting uh pucks on net the way he is and Vasilevsky, I guess, healthy i don't you know came back i guess but like didn't look good um yeah but uh if they figure it out you know they still have headman they still have brain point <laughs> they're they're still pretty good <laughs> yeah and they're well and there's a few guys on that out. team that go completely under the radar out, like hagel and nick paul <laughs> you know like they'll be a-okay well and they got rid of fat pat too he's in minnesota so like they're a little yeah. leaner like he's in he's in Minnesota. He's in, he's in Minnesota standing on the red line during warm-ups. Yeah. Probably just like burping because he has just gas and indigestion from whatever he did ate. You see that? No, did you see that video? He was like standing on the red line yeah. during warm-ups. I guess like stick handling a little bit or whatever. And somebody was like, you know, stay on your side. And he like yeah. started inching back. So like the back edge of his blades were on on the other team's ice. And so they were, you know, going back and forth with each other and everything. I'm like, is that his contribution? Like, <laughs> is that Pat Maroon's contribution now? Yeah, about about right. <laughs> Put two inches of my blade on the other side. Yeah. It was a very violent piss, weekend in the league, off. though. That'll get in their head. <laughs> we like that. It's a violent... I- I, yeah, how do you guys feel about the violent weekend in the NHL? Well, I don't like um I don't like the dangerous hits. I don't like I don't like the legs and the knees being the stuck out. Knee. I don't like driving the Kyle guys. Connor thing, yeah. I don't like drive I don't like seeing guys' heads and necks driven into the end wall uh unnecessarily. Nah. I don't like guys doubling up on headshots in front of the net. I don't you know, there there's a lot of bullshit that necessitated violence after right i like seeing guys get bumps and bruises i don't like seeing guys get hurt right you know i want the game to be physical but i don't want it to be like yeah injurious play play the game hard play the game hard but also like let's not make plays that look like they're intentionally trying to injure someone right like taking a slap shot when you're down five one two on that in the columbus game he turtled both times. Like he yeah. turtled after he hit Cabranson, 
Well, because and then, he know because he knew Goodbranson was gonna gonna feed him, end him, like, and then and then Goodbranson, yeah, you could say he went a little too far and got no, the I aggressor don't so. penalty, but I but think I think so. I like that he did that because part yeah. of me is like not saying that it's gotten it, it has gotten a little nuts the last couple of weeks with some of the slashing penalties and shit, and like none of these guys are answering the bell, but at least now Nick Cousins is like you said, Eric, it was kind of a it's a it weird play, unnece- like going it was unnecessary. Exactly, it was he completely unnecessary. Yeah, he could have totally taken the body, but not like that. Exactly like, that that play happens a no. hundred times in a game, right? And you slow up and you pin the guy on the wall, right? And then you go to work to get the puck. You don't drive him into the fucking end wall. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's some NHL twenty four stuff. Time out for just a second while we hear about our sponsors. We'll be right back. In the market for a hockey gift this holiday season? Beers in the Lot is an affiliate with Pure Hockey. Visit their site through our link at beersinthelot.com slash purehockey, and every purchase you make will help out this podcast. Whether you're shopping for a player or a fan, Pure Hockey has equipment, apparel, and more for you or the hockey player or fan in your life. So this year, get all your hockey holiday shopping done at beersinthelot.com slash purehockey. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets inspire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets inspire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023 All Rights Reserved. That pin on the end wall, like NHLers have been doing that for over 20 years now. Like that's been a thing as long as I can remember. You don't go back there and drive somebody in. If you do, you're going to have to pay for it. You have to answer. Like and if you turtle the first you turtle the first time, guess what? You come down the wall the next time, somebody's gonna fucking grab you and he got grabbed. <laughs> like <laughs> You got got. Well yeah. it almost it almost goes back to what Tortorella said a little bit, and I'm not saying it for the Gabranson one specifically, but it was oh, more please like please say what you're about to say, because I have a whole rant about this. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. I, I thought it was interesting that he just said some guys just I'm don't gonna... expect to get hit anymore. I just I thought that was interesting, an interesting way to look at it. How do I feel about it? Like I would like to think a lot of the NHL players know what the hell is going to happen, but also like some of the hits from behind and other stuff. Like maybe in their head they're kind of like, oh, this guy isn't going to you know do what Nick Cousins does essentially, like try to drive his you know uh, Gabranson's shoulder and face into the end wall on that kind of dangerous play. But again, so, that play happens a hundred times in a game right tons of times throughout the NHL season all the time two guys are going back there's no icing they're going back and when they get there everybody's slowing up as they're getting there 
because we're gonna we're gonna go to the wall and both of us are gonna come out of this okay and one of us is potentially gonna get the puck like that that's and and the way that the rules and the way things have been called and also the way things that the way things are being uh, taught at the minor pro and junior and amateur rank is that that's the play that's made on on that specific thing happening when the puck goes back like that and it's 50 50 race to the wall we're not going to first drive our opponents into the wall and then go look for the puck we're going to like pin them on the wall and look for the puck and we're and and our goal there is to get the puck it's not to drive that guy into the fucking wall like it's crazy so this whole thing about like oh he didn't expect to get hit yeah because that's not the play that's been made for a long long time that makes sense to me i mean i've seen it a couple guys in our league do do shit that's i mean i don't want to say it's you know similar i guess it isn't a little bit but Guys will do things knowing that somebody will pull up or that somebody will give them a little bit of leeway and then they can use that to their advantage to make a play, get the puck, whatever. Like I get that sen- I get that sentiment of like, oh, guys just don't expect to get hit. And in the NHL, clearly it's different in contact, but I mean, you can't you can't make plays that are gonna hurt people. Right. And it is on the, it's so situational too. So if the situation gives you an opportunity to make yourself somewhat vulnerable to a check that, you know, a guy is probably going to not throw because he doesn't want to hurt you in order to get an advantage, then that's kind of shit on you. Like you shouldn't do that shit, but the other guy shouldn't hurt you either. So it's like this double-edged gray area and the the real goal is don't hurt anybody. But if there's, I, I'm, I'm probably doing a bad job of explaining this, but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Where there's like a situation where you can kind of make it so that the guy, the other guy has to change his play. The argument that everybody wants to have now is the responsibility argument is the responsibility on the player that, that's receiving the contact or the or is the responsibility on the player that initiates the contact right and it's not a black and white issue and that's what you're saying right right yes it's a, there yeah. is a lot of gray area there and it and it really comes down to the individual plays that are being made right and that's what you're saying and yes that's yeah. what makes it so hard right that's what makes it so hard to write rules for that's what makes it so hard to officiate that's what right. makes it so hard to sit here and, you know, watch all the different angles of the replays and say, well, this looks bad or this doesn't and whatever, like, yeah. because it, it is like, there's a lot of gray area there. And, and that argument's bullshit. I, I can't stand yes. it when you have, yeah. you have people on TV, you know, or you have head coaches like Tortorella or the like that are saying like, oh, well, the guy being hit needs to be more responsible or vice versa the guy that's initiating the hit has to be more responsible that's it's a bullshit argument yeah 
guys like Torts want to make everything black and white when it's it's just not. And I mean, that's the real issue here with what he said is that yeah. he's trying to make a very gray area black and white, and it's it's just not. It's not how it is. And that was the Hathaway thing, right? Which that is a player that has a reputation, right? So it's unfair, but you have to start there. Mm-hmm. The real takeaway is don't set yourself up to get hurt and don't hurt other people, period. Yeah. Easy. We figured well, it that'd out. Be the, that'd be the easiest thing. Like, <laughs> And we play, we kind of make jokes. Like some guys, they run into people on the ice. Sometimes guys on your own team. So you have to be like somewhat aware who and what is on the ice with you when you're out there. I forget what happened you know? last night, but something happened. And one of our guys turned to me and said, I wasn't aware of who was on the ice at the time. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I forget what the specific circumstance was. All I remember is we were on the bench and he turned to me and he goes, I forgot who I was on the ice with. (laughs) Were they concussed? (laughs) (laughs) But but the point is you have, you gotta know, you you know, you you have to, you got to, it doesn't matter what level, whatever. You got to know who's on the ice with you for both teams because, in some respects, you're playing against your teammates too, sometimes, right? Yes. So, especially if you have selfish <laughs> ones, you're so right. You have, so, you got to know sometimes. Yeah. Like, but, you know, know the, know the score, know the time, know who's on the ice with you. Yeah. Those are the three things. Yeah, in our league in particular, it's like, like you said, you're playing against your own team sometimes. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I know from my own perspective, like if somebody sends me a pass that most people can can bury, I if it's not perfect for me, I'm not going to bury it. <laughs> so that's like, it's like they're playing against me, like. Uh, one of the guys on our team sent me a pass that I was a step behind. And if I was a better player and doing what I should have done, then it probably would have been an easy goal, but he was playing against me and I was <laughs> not where I was <laughs> supposed to be when I was supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's funny. Like, and you wonder why we didn't get this. an ill filling fitting t-shirt that kind of mentality <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> i actually i was telling aaron on the bench last night actually i finally got my neck guard in uh so first of all i had to doctor it in the locker room because i got mm-hmm. yeah because it was one yeah, it had like bra you, straps because you got it looked a like a man's ear yeah, yeah i had a, a man's ear <laughs> i had a man's ear um <laughs> Me and Cosmo Kramer. <laughs> it came with my uh, cruise wear attire as well. Um, but no, so I, I like cut the straps off of it. Because at first I was making a joke. I was like, I should just wear this because it's so funny. And then Aaron's like, no, those will pinch you somehow. Like you'll get caught in your shoulder pads and it'll hurt. I was like, yeah. So I put it on and probably about two minutes into warmups kind of was like, don't even know it's there. And then near the end of the game, when like, you know, sweat and stuff, because I was already wearing like the, you know, longer neck with a mock turtleneck. Like I have to probably just wear different shirts with a neck guard, but I didn't even notice it was there. Didn't even notice. Yep. 
So gotta love technology. I don't even need to do anything in terms of like rolling the back a little bit to make sure it doesn't catch or anything because now the technology is so good. So I'm happy. Yeah. I I don't even know. A little more peace of mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And more guys in the league. I'm starting to notice our league too. Yeah. Which is good. So, yeah. And I'm seeing more kids too. Every, every week. There's just a couple more kids on, you know, whether it's our club or it's other teams that we're, that we see, um, you know, on the road or at home. So it's, it's good. Well, I saw War Road put out today. They have a pre-order. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Delivery March, 2024. Yeah. So, March. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing. It's not, it's not a normal, A, it's not a normal need, but it's also like not in their normal production schedule. Right. Like they normally have everything, like we've said, it gears up for like, you know, arrival August, September, October. So randomly in the middle of the season for them to kind of like, oh, we need to do this, this, and that. Like it's it's tough. So yeah, it's fine. But I think everybody, yeah, Danny, because you're wearing one too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Old how do you feel wearing one now? Uh, mine I feel is a little long, so mm-hmm. I had to roll it a little bit. It felt okay. okay. Yeah, I I have, have the, the I have the um the whole undershirt. Okay. Yeah, I mean. I had a thing with like things against my neck already. Yeah. But it hasn't been like too bad. I just leave it a little looser. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I have a thing with uh, skates against my neck. So Mm -hmm. I wear a Hmm. neck. That makes sense. (laughs) I mean, if one of you guys put your paws around my neck, I wouldn't mind. But yeah, I definitely (laughs) don't want any skates. World Juniors is coming up. You're right. World Juniors is coming up. (laughs) <laughs> and is russia is russia in it this year no and uh didn't they just make a decision about the future Olymp- too? olympics they're going to be allowed to compete for some fucking reason as independent NH- athletes because, because nhl's going i don't know if russia's gonna even have a team they have enough guys they, i don't think it'll be very i don't think they'll be a very good team because Offensively, they're fine. Goaltending, it'll be Bob or Vassy. So it'll be fine in net. But their defensemen, good luck finding anyone other than Pylon off. Like, those guys are going to suck. Orloff, Sergachev. Mm. None of those guys frighten me. Like, they're good NHL defensemen, but none of those guys, like, on that stage, I don't think Provorov. Hmm. I didn't say they were going to be good. I said they would be there. Yeah, but... (laughs) (laughs) They'll have guys. They might not have dudes, but they'll have guys. We're cutting... We're cutting top flight, top pairing defensemen from Team USA. And we may leave that chubby face kid from Boston at home. (laughs) It's it's getting to that point. (laughs) All right, that's it for this one. Thank you for your listen and for your support. We appreciate all of your likes and ratings and reviews and subscriptions on the various podcatchers. Keep them coming. We appreciate every single one of them. I know I speak for the rest of the guys when I say have a good one, and we'll catch you next week when our new episode drops on Wednesday. See ya. (laughs) 